When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and this week for Pop Tuesday, I am joined by pop culture whiz, Sarah Heron of Us Weekly. She has all the tea, the -the behind-the-scenes gossip. I mean, like, you literally talk to everybody. Oh, wow. I mean, I try. And you said my last name right, which means everything. Oh, my God. I was sweating. I do that all the time. I was like, I'm assuming that that's what it is. No, you were right. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I was like a little nervous. But okay, how are you? How's the biz? Oh my God. Us Weekly. Us Weekly is good. I mean, it'll be four years since I started at Us Weekly this week. So I'm feeling a little, not even sentimental. I don't know what I feel. I feel a lot of things. I can't believe how long it's been, to be honest. But I feel lucky. Mondays are always interesting, you know, start of a new week. I have no idea what's to to come. I hate Halloween and I hate that every morning show acts like Halloween is the biggest deal on the planet. So I'm really looking forward to that this week. But, um, you know, trying to keep it positive. We're trying to keep it positive. Why do you hate Halloween? It's not even that I hate Halloween. No, because you're talking to someone who hates it. So you feel free. Okay. Like, I'm not a Grinch. It's just we've, we've gone too far. Like, this past weekend, everybody acted like it was Halloween. They're doing it for their Instagram. They're making their children dress up in these elaborate costumes. And every morning show, like, Live with Kelly, then we're going to have to watch the Today Show, Good Morning America. And it's it's annoying because it does well for the site. So I understand why we cover it. But, like, who cares what Michael Strahan is for Halloween? Like, I just don't understand. I can't tell you how much I don't care. Right? Like, Like, who cares? I hate it. And I was talking to my friend Chris, like literally two weeks ago, he asked me, he's like, what day is Halloween? He didn't know what day it was. And then he asked me if it was on a Thursday. He's like, is it the last Thursday of the month? I was like, that's 
not what it is. And he's like, because I see people in costumes. No, it's we. It's Instagram's fault, I think. And the, the morning shows have been doing this forever. So maybe the morning shows kind of started this, but now it's Instagram all the time oh and the God. influencers and the YouTubers. And some of their costumes are impressive, but like, I don't need it all year round. Like Halloween's on no. a weekend this year. Like Halloween own break. that weekend group. Yeah. Like we don't need to ruin all of October. No, I, I completely agree. And speaking of couples who dress in Halloween costumes uh-huh. over the weekend, we got some Kravis. Yes. And Bots. that was Kravis and Courtney. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I want your unfiltered thoughts on Travis and Courtney. Okay. What are your feelings? I mean, I have so many, like everyone else does, since they really Please do. They, they they take over my life sometimes, unfortunately, at us at usmagazine.com. Kravis is very prevalent. Um, some days it's Kravis.com. And part of me loves it and like likes to lean into, you know, it's cute, you know, whatever. I who am totally. I? Everyone wanting justice for Scott Disick. I am worried about him, but I've Who the watched fuck wants justice for Scott. A lot of people. And I've watched no. the show forever. He doesn't necessarily deserve justice, but I'm sure we do need to like make sure he's taken care of. Like we need we to, need make, to sure. make sure he's healthy, yes. obviously. Yes. Like no one should be like, you know, knocking on death's door. But I don't think there needs to be justice. No, no, no. But like, it's you know, it was he, a hard week for him. Hard week for him. The, the engagement, he proposed like 10 times. She laughed every time. Like, you yeah, know, what he I mean? literally was like, never. <laughs> right. Never. Not She didn't even consider it. Not once, including on this most recent season of the show, which now I'm pretty sure is all fake because I think her and court, her and Travis were dating like that fall of last year and they didn't just didn't go public till January. But we've heard yeah. that I think that she was definitely entertaining the, the Travis idea back then. So part of me, like there's always two sides of me with celebrity news. There's the cynical side, which is like who I really am at my core. And then there's the part of me that tries not to just be negative all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, same. Right? You have to. Yeah. And like, I, so part of me is like, okay, great. But then another part of me is like, this is insane. And why are we acting like this 42 year old woman dressing like a punk princess is normal? And my first instinct was like, how many, <laughs> I mean, like, is she going to keep this up forever? Like, if they actually get married, is she going to wear black every day for the rest of her life? Is she going to wear spiky beanies every day for the rest of her life? Like, this That's is insane behavior. I'm like, who is this? Who is like, this? I'm here for the love. Like, mm-hmm. I feel the love that they have for one another. And I think it's really, really sweet and cute. But, like, <laughs> Courtney dressing up as, like, Sid and Nancy mm-hmm. feels odd. It does. It feels like a hard left from, like, where we were. All she ever wanted to do was be in matching Christmas pajamas and watch Christmas movies all year round and not work and not be in the public eye and not even have like, she kind of always said on the later season, she like even resented or putting the relationship with Scott so public. Now we know they're filming the Hulu show. The engagement's going to be on the Hulu show. Like, I just feel like everything Courtney made such a stink for, which she was kind of annoying when she did that. Now she's going back on it. Yeah, it's just weird. And I have this huge fear that their wedding will be like, Disney adults. Oh my God. It's going to be the nightmare before Christmas, probably. I will fucking <laughs> launch myself out of my window. No. Oh if my God. I open my eyes one morning and I see that there's some sort of Disney themed bridal shower wedding bullshit from Courtney and Travis. I don't know what I'll do. Like, if, oh, <laughs> no, oh, prepare yourself. It's definitely Disney bridal wedding shower. dress. Oh, probably. I will shit myself. Oh my God. Or, and I've been saying that I think it's going to be New Year's Eve, which then I realized I'm working New Year's Eve. So I really shot myself in the foot for that one. Um, I didn't realize that that was the holiday I'm like on call for. So I... Why do you think that? 
I just feel like it's because Halloween would be like too obvious. And I think it's going to be one of these, like, let's start 2022 the same way like Peter Weber needed to break up with Kelly on New Year's Eve last year because he needed to start 2021 fresh, aka because like Barb told him to. Oh, we're going to talk Bash Nation. Yeah, no, but it's like, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, we need to start 2022, like as husband and wife, like it's going to be this symbolic BS and I'm going to have the worst New Year's Eve ever because of it. And you're right. The wedding dress is a thousand percent going to be black or at least a quick change, like one white, like one black look. Yeah, it's going to like Penelope is going to be wearing black. Oh my god, Penelope! I like Penelope is a drum kit. There's just <laughs> listen. When I watched that reunion with Andy Cohen and the Keeping Up with the Kardashian Girls, the looks Chloe and Kim were like shooting each other while Courtney was describing her parenting style. It's so bad. They were like, "Oh my god!" Because Courtney's like, "If they just like don't want to go to school, like I just don't." No, it's bad. I'm like, what? And even Kendall, I think back to that, like James Corden, when Kendall ranked Courtney last for parenting and she was like yeah. so offended. It's like, I kind of believe, I mean, she put Rob first, so we have to take everything Courtney says with the, I mean, Kendall says with a grain of salt there, but I genuinely think that Courtney is just like, it, it's too much. And even with, with Scott on the show last year, he would like rate Mason, like punch someone and she was still at his sleepover. And Scott was like, what do you mean he's at the sleepover? Like if Scott's the parent that's like being reasonable, these kids are screwed. No, and then I mean, okay, we have to talk about Alabama Barker, Travis Barker's daughter. Please do. I have so much to say about Shanna. <sighs> please, please, please. <laughs> it's like I said, I have like a huge fear of celebrity children, like certain ones. There's, they're like Shiloh Jolie Pitt looks so nice. Oh, you okay? Yeah, like a nice girl. Mm-hmm. For sneakers to a premiere, she's got that edgy like rock and roll kind of vibe, like cool. Then we got Alabama Barker, and I'm terrified of her you know she's 15 uh-huh. and i it like when i found that out because i was like there's no way she's like 25 because mm-hmm. i'm like she's not like a little younger than me no oh, she's fully 20 she's fully 18. the Jolie I mean, pit kids could like kill us with their intelligence they are smarter than us. They are more articulate than us at 12. But like the Barker Culture. kids and the Kardashian kids would just like, we wouldn't even, we would just have to run away. Like they could take North us in anything. Us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bully us. hundred percent. hundred percent. North bullies Kim. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. The best. When you hear her in the background of Kim's stories, it's it's a highlight for me personally. She's like, mom, you don't even use that. <laughs> and, Kim, and Kim's like, mommy's got to make money, honey. <laughs> this is a million dollar deal, like, North. <laughs> this is an Instagram ad, you little bitch. Yeah, okay. Literally. Like, and, or like when she tells Kim that her house is ugly, I'm like, it is. It is. So thank you. She goes to her friend's houses and is like, wait, you like are allowed to use the things in your home? Not everything is white and like still has plastic on it. Like, it's just probably such a bizarre thing. I can't wait for my favorite thing in the world are celebrity memoirs. And I can't wait for these kids to be old enough to be writing like what really went down. And I, I don't wish their families to break up or anything crazy. But like, I need the Surrey Cruise book like more than I need anything in this world, you know? Oh, Surrey motherfucking cruise. The fact that she's like almost an adult is mind blowing. She's fifteen. She's her and Alabama I, Barker should be hanging out. Oh gosh, that would be um an experience. It would kind of be like when Rinna and Sutton on Beverly Hills were like, "Oh, our daughter should hang out." And Sutton was like, "No, no, stay the hell away from Delilah Bell." <laughs> yeah, like absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So we touched on it a little bit. You brought up Peter Weber, oh, yes. Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete. Okay. You are like hands on. You are a frontline worker. In Bachelor Nation. And I, I respect your work. What you do. I mean, you're an essential worker. 
Thank you so much for this recognition. Yeah, you're welcome. I see you on the front lines and I'm like, God bless. Like she has to talk to these people. All day, really. Some are great, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Like some are really good people. But, you know, you and I have DM'd before Mm -hmm. and I brought to you my questions about Dean and Caitlin. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. What is happening there? Okay. I, this couple to me, when you said to me, I think it was you who said that she is 25. Mm -hmm. What? I know. I was like, no, there's no way. I was like, she's 32. (laughs) Okay. So there's a lot about. And it has nothing to do with the way she looks. It's just like, I just thought. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, then when she was on The Bachelor, she was like 21. Yeah, no, because this last couple seasons of The Bachelor have had really young girls and the last couple seasons of The Bachelorette have actually had older guys. So there's been this weird dynamic and we watched that play out on the most recent season of Paradise. And there was three couples that got engaged on Paradise and I did Zoom interviews with all of them after the finale. And I'll be 27 next week or in two weeks. Scorpio sister. Yeah, Scorpio season, 20, I'm November 7th. What are you? Yeah, October 29th. Love it, happy, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. And every single one of the girls that was got engaged was younger than me. They were all 25. And I was like, this is not fun. <laughs> nope. Not fun. Yeah. And the guys are like 36. Yeah. And it's like grocery I, store Joe is like 35. Kenny's no, 40. No. It, they're all older. I'm really upset about this grocery store Joe situation. Okay, he, tell to me, me why. just feels like one of those guys where like I just expected more. Mm. Not saying that she's not a great girl. Yeah. But like. It's kind of like when John Mulaney like started dating Olivia Munn. You were like, oh. wait, what? Like, yes. it, I was rooting for you to be like the normal guy who dates like the normal girl mm-hmm. who's like relatively age appropriate. Not saying like age is, you know, you know what? No, what? I'm not even going <laughs> to fuck that. No, she's 23. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck that. That's crazy. No, if she was like 28 and he was like 38, I'd be like, whatever. Mm hmm. You know, no, we he's dabbled in the older man pool. Yeah, grocery store Joe's a weird one because it's like, I always with these bachelor people, I feel two types of ways because part of me is like, okay, you had an established career. It's kind of embarrassing to like throw it out the window. You're a lawyer, you're a, you know, you own a grocery store, you whatever. I don't care what it is. Like you have a life right. and you like worked for it and you throw it out the window. But then I'm like, if I was given the opportunity to post these Yes, like I would do it too. And so I, I do get it. But like, especially like you get a lawyer every once in a while. I'm like, for for why are you not a lawyer anymore? Like, what the hell? Whatever. Yeah. That's a whole other story. But with him specifically, like now he hosts that clickbait podcast. And he told me when I interviewed him, he was like, Oh yeah, I've watched your videos, like you're good, like whatever. And I was like, Oh, so you're like studying the material, grocery store Joe. Like, <laughs> you know like, who I am. Like, I'm not famous by any means. Like, I whatever. So it's like with Bachelor Nation, like you're reading us weekly because otherwise you have no idea who I am. And you're watching the videos that have your friends in it. I'd never interviewed him before. And it kind of reminds me of the Ben Higgins trajectory of when oh. he was with Lauren, you thought they were one thing. And then the second they break up, him and Ashley, I launch almost famous. And you're like, wait, 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 Ben Higgins was supposed to be like our, our normal guy, not our wanting fame. And they're still doing that podcast. And Grocery Store Joe had a similar thing where it's like, he was our normal guy. He's selling sauce. And now he's he moved back Chicago. in paradise. Yep. And now he's like him and apparently Serena are moving to New York, even though him and Kendall broke up because she wouldn't move to Chicago. Like there's some influencer things happening here. And I just, I don't like that. I know. And like, I understand they're given these opportunities, but like, it's kind of like when I find like a favorite, like Instagram influencer or TikTok or whoever, and they're from like Boston or they live in like, you know, Georgia or something. <laughs> and then they get big and then they're like, I'm going to move to LA. Move to LA. Yep. And I'm like, why? 
Mm-hmm. Like, stay you lose there. that like relatability. Different. It makes them less different. Yes, I'm like I can't relate to you. I yeah. cannot relate to the fact that you're like hanging out with like Nick Vial, who <laughs> you know. I do know him very well, actually. Okay, Sarah, <laughs> you know my thoughts. I know. I truly find this man to be despicable. Despicable, she said. I cannot stand him. Mm-hmm. What is he like in real life? Okay, um, so I two types of things about him. There is one thing to be said. All Bachelor people, sometimes you just appreciate a good interview. Great. And I will say with Nick, I've recorded several podcasts with him in person, on Zoom, whatever. And he is thoughtful in his answers. He really does like go there. Like he watches the show. He provides insight. And you have to just appreciate that. Because if you listen to some episodes, if anyone cares about The Bachelor and listens to Us Weekly's Bachelor show, you can tell when I'm like, give me something or I'm bored. Like I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it light. And they may not be getting. There's some people when you interview them, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like whatever. (laughs) So with Nick, I always appreciate the fact that he stays late. He will. He does the whole episode. He takes Bachelor Nation very seriously. With that comes sometimes a little bit of a tone that I sometimes leave the episode and I'm like, does he hate me? Does he think I'm stupid? But then the next time I talk to him, he's so nice. So it, it, it's a it's kind of a mind game, Nick yeah. Vile, to be honest. But the questions with Nick, it, it's a little much. <laughs> questions with Nick, I don't need Nick's, you know, dissertation on Sex and the City. Right. Yes, yes, yes. He does really a lot like of that. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm gatekeeping, gaslighting, and girl bossing Sex and the City. We are mm-hmm. not allowing Nick to get into that space. That's like, can you not? It's, it's, I know he, but he, what I will say about him is when he does commit to a topic, he, he commits to it. Oh, like he I commits. Said, it's, it's a little much sometimes, but with The Bachelor, it's nice to like talk to someone who is maybe taking it a little seriously because sometimes I feel like I'm pulling teeth. Yeah. But at the same time, I totally get when people like don't like him. He's kind of one of those people that people like love or hate. Yeah. And I liked him. Yeah. And then he started to get like shirtless on Instagram. The tattoos. High angles, like lots of dating advice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I think the podcast, his podcast got pretty big and it, he he takes it very seriously. He does, you know, and that I'll leave it at that. But he's always yeah. been very nice to me, I will say. Nick, you got a fan in Sarah. If you're listening, <laughs> Sarah's your girl. Yeah, um, I mean, I get it though. I get, I get what you're saying as well. Is there anybody from Bachelor Nation that you're just like, you don't like? You're just like you, you just don't get them. Like I, like I personally don't understand Kendall. I actually really like Kendall. I like her, but like I don't get her like shtick with like the tax journey. <laughs> yeah, no, that was wildly confusing. What's interesting is we can we go back to Kaylin and Dean. Yeah. Who was how we let's got circle here. Let's circle back there. Let's circle let's back. Let's touch on this because this is important. It, it is important. And mm-hmm. I've interviewed Kaylin alone. I've interviewed Dean alone. I've interviewed them together recently, which was, I think, when we were talking about them. Yes. And it's one of those things that as a writer, it's bizarre because when I'm talking to them, like the conversation's fine and he is very sarcastic and dry. And then like you're about to hang up the call and he's like, you know, don't use any of those words against me. And I'm like, you know, dude, like you did just say what you said. And like, I'm not trying to clickbait you, but like you say absurd things. You said this. Right. Like you decided in this 15 minute Zoom to like take this as an opportunity to almost air out like you're in Kaylin's actual problems and (laughs) you're giving it to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like this isn't your show, which again, you know, people, the big thing now is podcasters are always you know, we'll get into Jana Kramer, but people like that say we pull click or we pull quotes or whatever. And there's something to be said for that. Sure. Listen to the whole episode, but it's like, you're also putting this out there and you want us to use it. Like you just do. And with Kaylin and Dean, she literally like has to tell him, like, can you not be so sarcastic and dry? Like you make me look like an idiot with these headlines. And he does it anyway. Right. 
So, well, part of me, like, there's moments in their interviews where I'm like, oh, they're kind of cute. And like, they, like, she does actually like want to live in this van for a minute. Like they're, they're finding their balance. Like it's shocking. They're still together. They'll admit it's shocking. Like there's some, some good stuff. And then other times I'm like, homegirl, like, get away. Like, what are you doing? Run. (laughs) Yeah. Run away. We've all been 25 or 24 and Mm -hmm. dating the like sarcastic, elusive, like cool guy who like has hobbies and he's like so interesting. And he like loves to like, you know, go hiking and he loves to like rescue, like only rescue dogs. Like we've dated that guy. That guy is called the emotional unavailable guy who will literally breadcrumb the fuck out of you. Like she's never getting married, and now she thinks she doesn't want to get married, and oh, I don't girl. know if she knows that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's that okay. kind of stuff. Where I'm no. like, oh, homie, no, because I, I mean, I've been there before. Like where I really liked a guy, and he was like, yeah, like I just like can't see myself getting married. And I uh, all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I really don't see that for myself. And my friends yeah. were like, shut the fuck up, you loser. Stop acting right. like you don't have a Pinterest board. <laughs> like no, literally. And that's so those two. I'm very fascinated to see what's going to happen again. I will also, within Bachelor Nation, maybe it's just because Us Weekly and The Bachelor go hand in hand. We do a lot of coverage on them. They're like, you guys are like the palace, Buckingham Palace, (laughs) and like the tabloids. Like you all work like in, you all work together. We do. And it's because they do well for the site. Like if, if the, like it, people mm-hmm. will sometimes ask like why certain things get so much coverage and it's because they have the numbers. Like if they didn't bring in okay. the numbers for the site, we wouldn't cover them. It's just, it's true. Is that something that's like so annoying? Like I yeah. get this a lot. Like when people talk about Bravo, I'm like, do you guys not understand? Like Bravo is like a corporation and their bottom yeah. line is to make money. Like they don't right. a single fuck. Yeah. Like, and every once in a while, like I get it. Some of the headlines are, are crazy. Like sometimes it's crazy. Course. It's crazy. <laughs> Of course, we, we wrote it because you you people are clicking on it. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it don't is. click. Guess what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? I loathe the Daily Mail. But yeah, every time I wake up, that's the first thing I click on. I know. I know. And those headlines are just like paragraphs. It's the wild. headlines <laughs> of the Daily Mail. And sometimes if I read it like too much, I start to talk like that. Like I'll be Stop. like, her taut tummy. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like I say the craziest things when I read the Daily Mail. <laughs> like because they always say that. That is so good. So, you know, I I really like that you talked about Ben Higgins because he was the first Bachelor that I really like watched. Okay. Like he was, was like, I always kind of like dabbled. Mm-hmm. But like his was like every week I would like sit and watch. And like you said, the trajectory of Ben and then almost, I'm not going to say he's on the decline, but like mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to be doing like well, like, like I feel like there's something going on with Ben. Yeah, he, well, he's been engaged to that girl, Jess Clark, his fiance yeah. for a while now. And she's younger too. She's graduated from college after us. So that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, and young he's gal. like, yes, yeah, she's a young gal. She seems sweet. She's been embraced by Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but that wedding keeps getting postponed. She's made it clear that she um, is saving herself for marriage. So I don't know if maybe Ben is just a little anxious. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Ben is also in that category of he wrote a book that I had to read and there's a lot of Bachelor Nation. I've read almost every Bachelor Nation memoir. Um, yeah, Maddie Pruitt most recently. I said this last week on the podcast. I was like, I don't want to read your goddamn book unless you're over 40. Like, no, Maddie, yeah. I'm sorry. No shade to you, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to read your fucking memoir. You I mean, thank God it's my job. Years old. 
No, yeah, it, that book was tough. Um, it was a tough read. It was. There, well, Ben and Maddie's books were actually pretty similar. Ben had more meat to it than I expected because he had like this pill problem when he was in high school that no one talks about. Oh, so we had a little bit of edge, but then it, it became very much it. about, yes, he like had a surgery after like a football injury or basketball or something. And so that part was interesting. And it was one of those things where it was like, I was doing the interview and I was skimming the book and I almost like missed that chapter because I was looking for Bachelor. And like, thank God I didn't. Because like, that was obviously- The guy you were really <laughs> diving in. Yeah, like I, I'm a reporter, you know, I have to do my job. Maddie Pruitt's left a little. I did read the whole thing as well. And I could have probably just command searched Bachelor for my questions, but they all write books now. And that's a whole other- Whole other thing, but a lot of God stuff in those books, and mm-hmm. they, they have a, they have an audience. I'm I was not just it. about to say that there's an audience with Bachelor. Yeah, and I think as a as a Bravo like fan, it's mm-hmm. hard for me to really like sink my teeth into Bachelor Nation in a way that like a lot of ever like a lot of people do mm-hmm. because like I don't understand this concept of like three hour episodes. That no, it, be literally an hour. Like it could be such a good show if they like condensed it. Like no, a hundred percent. So slow. And as a as a Bravo fan, I'm like, I want table slipped. I want cheating allegations. I want you know someone to call someone a cunt. Like I, that's what I want. And <laughs> totally. it's like I'm not getting that. No, you're certainly not. The thing about the Bachelor that I like is, and Bravo fans are intense too. But the Bachelor Nation fans are like the live aspect of it is still very real. Like I feel like there oh, is definitely sure. a moment in, in Bravo, but it's more like when news breaks that like the Bravo community, just from my point of view, comes together. Like when Erica posts the text messages or something like totally. it'll be overnight and they, everyone will come out somehow and be awake and like stuff like that. Yeah. But during the actual show, a lot of times people don't necessarily watch it live or, and I feel like with The Bachelor, one thing that it does have is this live audience still. So like the live tweets, the memes are still very real and people can take time to do it because it's on so long and because you don't have to look at the screen the whole time. Yeah. But they're doing this insane thing where they're airing an extra season of The Bachelor right now. And usually fall is the, the off time. And I'm just so tired. I was going to ask, how are you holding up? Like not you well. Had Bachelor, you had Bachelorette, you had Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, you have Bachelorette, and I love Michelle, and I want to give her her due, but I'm just like still not over like all the stuff I had to go through with Katie. Like I just need time. Oh, Katie, she was tough. Katie and Blake, that was a tough season. I heard like yeah, people were really having a hard time with it. Like, and she is again super nice. Like they're all really nice all when you nice. interview them. Yeah. So it's it's hard because then you they become real people, and sometimes you don't want them to be real people. No. You know. I know. And they, they do. And you, I'm sure you get it with like housewives and stuff. Like everyone smile. You're like, damn, I kind of wish she was mean to me because I don't want to like her. Right. And Katie was so nice. I've interviewed Blake. I interviewed Blake back when he was on Tasha's season. Exactly what you would expect. But it's just like, they're already, he's in Africa. They're winging the long distance thing. I'm like, okay, I had to get invested. And I already now I'm, I'm over you. Like, it's yeah. just, it's too much. Well, because you can kind of, at this point with Bachelor Nation, you can kind of see cracks. Mm-hmm. that turn into craters like you know the telltale signs that like this relationship is not gonna work like right I remember when Nick and Vanessa were together and I was like no this is this is not happening and no, no, I don't no. necessarily remember exactly but it was like she was like going to Canada a lot and like yes. all of that and I love Rachel Lindsay I think she's great I think she's like done a really great job with like she was in it and now she's like leveled up yeah, you know, I mean, she's like a full time real way. jobs on like extra and ringer, and it's it's hard to argue with that. Like, she was a lawyer too, right? But when the opportunities are that versus just 
Instagram. I don't know. Like she, and she's one of those people who she kind of reminds me a little bit of Michelle. Like they're too good for us here in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I think they, they, and Rachel's happy. She's married to Brian. Like it worked for her. So I guess like, who am I to say that she's too good for the show when she literally found her husband on the show. But I think like a Rachel Lindsay and now Michelle gives me that vibe. It's like, you're almost too smart for this. Like the season, it's going to go too well. And that's not going to be as fun to watch, which is right. like, kind of sad to say. Yeah. Like you're going to like, pick out the losers and just get rid of them. Like you're not yeah. playing games. Right. But someone who's leveled up in a way that I just find astounding is Tyler Cameron. Oh my God. Tyler C. Tyler C. The fact that this man is on Bachelor didn't win. No. And then dated Gigi Hadid and went to her Oma's funeral in Holland. I was like, what is going on? That was the best crossover because every once in a while you get one of those like pop culture moments and it's like the Beverly Hills of it all, The Bachelor, those pictures of TMZ of the funeral. I I remember, I still think about them all the time. All that was time. a wild time. With Anwar and Bella and like, like Dua, Lipa. Dua Lipa was there. Yeah. Insane. In, that was an insane time. And I've interviewed Tyler Cameron before and I just kind of like... I've asked him, I'm like, like, do you like, like, what the hell? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, he's like very much just like, I'm a lucky guy. And I'm like, hey, I like, think he's what? one of those people that like, he genuinely doesn't understand how this happened to him. Like, I think he knows like, he's good looking because I read his book. Oh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> that also came out recently. And I also thought it was weird <laughs> that he kept what, like his, what would be proposal in the book for Hannah. And he that was, was dating someone at the time. And I was like, and I would die. No, the proposal was so heartfelt. It like made so, me like almost cry. I had chills. Um, there was something really weird about that. That book came out and that girlfriend with him, that Camilla girl, they were on Watch Women's Live, super lovey-dovey. A week later, they broke up. So did she yeah. like just read the book maybe? She probably read the book. But <laughs> I, I also the got the vibe on Watch What Happens Live that she, I don't think was as into him as he was into her. Like she right. was probably like, he's a good looking guy. He's probably like nice, but like mm -hmm. just like wasn't feeling it. Cause he's also, I think like really intense. Like yeah, he's like in love. I think he's like so fucking intense. Again, though, if I was dating someone and they wrote a book and in the book is a proposal that you were going to give someone else, I'd be like, <laughs> what? Like, what are you going to no, say no. to me? Because then I'm going to be like, are you just pulling like reference, like inspiration right. from like your old proposal for this one? And he went all out for that proposal. And, you know, it's it's really, I think all the I think often what would have happened if Hannah Brown picked Tyler Cameron instead of Jed. And I think they would have made it work, quite honestly. Oh, I think they'll get together eventually. I know she's dating someone right now. Yes. I just, I think that they're just a couple that like, I just see them together. What was also interesting about Tyler is he had like a very strict, like, don't ask him about his love life. Like his publicist would like, he didn't really talk about her in interviews and it was in an effort to keep it private or whatever. And then he, that book comes out and the book, the end, the long story of the book is like short, like long story short, like he learned a lot and these are all the lessons he learned. And like now he feels like he's the kind of guy that like can give advice and stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was like he was coming on strong, like, oh, look, I'm happy now. Like you should read my book, get my advice. And then for them to break up was just like <laughs> tough probably for the book sale. That's a tough, I remember, you know, who had like really tough time with their book is Kristen Doty. Oh, because read she, that book too. When she launched that book. She was fired very shortly after i talked to her like two days before the firing because of that book press yeah. was doing press for that and book. i was, it was like, on zoom oh god but yeah. i was like her book sales are tanking right which and then hannah brown has a book coming out next month <laughs> to complete the trifecta but her book i have to i just i haven't gotten i had to sign an nda and i don't usually have to do that so there's probably some juice in there for hannah oh. brown 
Yeah. I hope there's like some dead oh. dragging. There better. I think there will be because she's one of those people who she's actually been pretty quiet. I mean, she also like Loki got canceled for saying the N word during quarantine. Yeah, that was a moment. Um, so she's been pretty quiet. That was that mm-hmm. was a moment. And so I think this is going to be her. She doesn't really do a lot of press either. Like she did Dancing with the Stars, but she hasn't said that much about The Bachelor. So I think she's one of those people who actually did save it for the book. Kind of like Andy Dorfman's book was actually Andy. like amazing. That was the best Bachelor book. That or Courtney Robertson because she was just wild. Those are the two only books with like real tea in them, quite yeah. honestly. And I'm ho- maybe I'm delusional and I just want a book because all of them have been tough reads for the last two years. I need one to be good and I'm banking it on Hannah Brown. I've also never interviewed her before. So I'm just like ready to go back to 2019 and, and ask her about you, her season. Frontline Bachelor Nation worker, head yeah. of, you know, Bachelor Nation, haven't <laughs> interviewed Hannah is very telling. Yeah, she doesn't she's know kind of press quiet. anymore. Like she's like she's just on Instagram and she's like, mm-hmm. you know, on the beach a lot and she's like smiling yeah. a lot. She's a YouTube channel that I don't know gets any uploads anymore, but had a moment. It had a moment. It always does. <laughs> they, all they all have moments. Let's just say. Wait, did you see Stassi has a new book coming out? I, let's talk about it. Because you bring up Kristen and the cancellation, and now this book yeah. is, I think, like taking back cancellations. I think basically about hitting rock bottom like being canceled and like have i don't understand this like basic bitch handbook that it's gonna be it's like some sort of like basic bitch handbook on Uh how to come back from hitting rock bottom uh i don't necessarily think she's come back right from hitting rock bottom and i'm not trying to be like mean I mean, well, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't think like, it's not like she's like got a roaring comeback and she's like, right. oh my God, like you did Tamron Hall and it was a fucking disaster. I'll never forget where I, I was when I was watching Tamron forget. Hall. I was working at my other job at the time. Uh-huh. I literally went into the bathroom and was like on my phone <laughs> on Twitter, like live feed watching. Yeah. I was like transcribing the quotes, quotes in real time because we had like preps, like really like, pre-writes written because we knew like she was going to address this stuff. And I like couldn't type fast enough. And I was like, I don't know how to convey how awkward this is in writing. Like it, it's so much more than just like her response, like in the fact that she was pregnant. And then did you read the first book? No. Well, I did because it's my job. Well, of course you did. <laughs> what was in the book? It was a lot of lists. It was very Amanda Stanton wrote a book. <laughs> Not to bring it back to the Bachelor. No. But just, yes, and her book. No, had she a, didn't. She did. She did. It Amanda was Stanton wrote now a book. Accepting roses. Oh my god, Amanda! <laughs> and that book had a little bit of Josh Murray tea, which was good, and a little bit of Robbie Hayes tea, but also a lot of packing lists. Like every other chapter would be like how to pack for Coachella, how to pack for Paradise. And how to Stassi- pack for stagecoach. Right, exactly. And Stassi's book had also very similar lists. There was like playlists. And then there would be like one really good chapter like about like when her and Jax like almost joined Scientology, which like is a story she's told, but got a little bit more in depth. So there's like nuggets in books like that, but also a lot of listicles. So it's kind of like a BuzzFeed article with like other paragraphs around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, listen, she wrote a book. I haven't written a book. Neither I, have I, by I the probably way. will never write a book. What the fuck would I say in a book? But we know that. It'd be a lot of lists. It'd be a lot of lists. Mm -hmm. I would rank my favorite housewives. It would be like one whole chapter. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this this handbook that she's coming out with, I'm just like, 
I don't know. And she has like a very dedicated fan base. She does. Like, very. Like her they book actually was a New York Times bestseller. And most of these books go on to be, you know, in the back of Barnes and Noble and never seen again. Well, we saw Lala's book. We did. I read that as well. <laughs> Sarah, you're doing a lot of reading. Are you okay? <laughs> like, honestly? Like, I know it's your job, but I just want to check in. Wellness check. Are you okay? Like sometimes I'm up to like three in the morning reading these books, and then I'm like, I can just like not. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can't. I have I heard to. Lala's but... book actually wasn't terrible. There were highlights for sure, and like the chapter about like how when her and Randall got in that big fight and she like stuck his toothbrush up her ass and then let him wash his teeth. That was a highlight. That was a highlight. And knowing that I had read the book, it was good for that like episode because like they didn't explain it really. Um, yeah. Her book was okay. It was okay. There was, and some of the more, like I'm fascinated with like Mormons and like some Utah stuff was interesting, but it's almost was one of those things where if you wait a couple, like if you wait until you're like Demi Moore and then you write the book, I think you're really like not going to hold back at all. Like now right. they're writing the book and she's still on Vanderpump Rules. So she can't tell us everything about Vanderpump Rules. You know what I mean? I know. These people like Colton Underwood, which his book is a whole other issue, but he wrote his book when he was still technically under bachelor contract. So like he said some shady stuff, but like if he right. waited until his contract was up, you give it a little bit of time. Like you can really go there. Like they're writing books. I know you want to like strike when it's hot, but you can't write it when you're still like under contract and the show still employs you. Like you right. can give us the tea. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And the thing too... Oh, Colton. Colton. <laughs> the whole other book. We don't need to go down that road if yeah, you want to. Yeah, we don't to, need but... to touch that. We're no, good. I, that I think book... people listening, they know yeah. what we're thinking. Um, <laughs> but, wow. Like, the whole Lala thing, and I was talking to my friend who's like a Lala apologist. Her name okay. is Maya. She works for the... <laughs> she's a huge <laughs> Lala fan. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike Lala. I really kind of just like, she's fine. But this whole give them Lala thing... Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Like it's give them Lala baby, give them Lala beauty, give them Lala the book, give them Lala. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like ranting about it. And Kayla was like, that's like something like her dad said to her, like when they were, she was being like bullied on the show was like, give them Lala. I'm like, okay, the fact that I have to question it and ask is Mm -hmm. not good. It's kind of like when Monique Samuels does not for lazy moms. Right. And she has to like explain the title of her business. I'm like, right. and maybe we shouldn't do that. But then do you know what I felt like? I felt like a goddamn genius when I realized that her, it's NFL moms. Oh, I never knew that. Yes. So <laughs> wow. like, then that means like, if she would just have said that, I would have been yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. Your husband was in the NFL right. and had a $40 million contract. Right. But instead, it sounds like you're kind of shaming lazy moms. Like it, lazy yeah, moms can't her, keep up I with Monique. <laughs> her reasoning was always like, well, then like you're lazy if you think that I'm shading you. It's like, yeah, you're no, a honey. Right. No, I, I kind of miss her, though. I can't lie. Um, but nope. Lala is I know you're you're a Candace girl. Um, Lala <laughs> is, yeah, give them Lala with Randall the podcast, which that podcast tour I think is coming up. So I know we're not getting a lot of good answers about what the hell is happening with Lala and Randall, but I don't have think to make some business decisions. Well, I think from everything I heard, if you ask people on like Randall's side of things, it's they're working things out. If you ask people on Lala's side of things, it's she's like boss bitch left. So I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's a PR thing totally. It's one of these things that, Everyone's always quick to call everything a PR stunt. And some things are. But most of the time, the actual thing did happen. But how they afterwards is what becomes the PR thing. So I think there was a blow up fight between them about these photos in Nashville. And now it's, you know, Lala has been photographed, you know, at an apartment complex 
do I know for a fact that she called the photographers? No, but would one think that? Yeah, maybe, you know, Randall posting pictures of ocean. Is that curated? Obviously, you know, that balloons he posted were were happy birthday balloons. He just zoomed in on the three to make it seem like they were celebrating his sobriety together. Like those are all things they're doing on purpose. Yeah. I, from everything I know and believe there was something that happened. It's now just how they, how they try to control the narrative and what we decide, if that makes sense. No, I totally get that. I'm just always wanting to be like, this is a step. Yeah. Sometimes this it is. isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always like that. Like I think it's just because I was raised by Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. So and like you know the culture of Chris. Like I just <laughs> think everything is just fake. And speaking of couples that I don't know, it's very confusing. And I want to know what you know mm-hmm. is Tristan and Chloe. Oh, they Tristan and Chloe are very much doing what they did actually in the last season of Kardashians, where they're pretending they're not like a thing and Chloe's doing it to like try to protect herself and like doesn't want to be scrutinized but like they are very much like basically together but like they don't call it that and that's why Tristan is out there commenting all the hearts because he just tries to act like it's the more he normalizes it I think he's hoping that she will come around but like I she's just she's a barrier up but they're together they're totally together I just want to know like what hold he has on her like he's sad it's so sad and I just hate it especially because it's like well, then we see the Kardashians, right? They like, they always write off women. Like mm-hmm. she is like, Jordan's not allowed around anymore. It's like, well, okay. Jordan was also 20. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could talk about that forever. We don't have to talk about something Ugh. that happened in like 2018. We don't really have to touch on that. Anyone who was on Red Table Talk, you give me an Olivia Jade or a Jordan, I could go on for oh. hours. So we could do that another time. <laughs> yeah, we could have a whole podcast episode dedicated to that. Yeah. Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star, so I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com H-O-T-M. So there's something that's been kind of weighing on my mind uh, lately. Where is Benefer? I believe actually in Texas. Okay. Because they, I mean, it is true. They were very hot. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't blink without seeing a new photo of Benefer. That was every morning and there was a new picture. And it was very reminiscent of a 2000s photo. And all those conspiracies were so like wild and felt very real. But I believe he has like a movie or one of them has a movie in Texas. So they're spending some time there. And yeah, that's where I think the actual answer is literally Texas. But I don't. It's interesting. Yeah, you just feel like they've been kind of quiet lately. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are they plotting? What are they planning? Probably. I mean, some. I think, I think we're going to get an engagement again. Truly, one of my favorite things in the world is watching celebrities smoke cigarettes. Oh. 
I can't explain it to you what it does to me. I get like a rush. Mm -hmm. When I see Ben Affleck puffing on his fucking cigarette in Jennifer's face, I get like a rush of serotonin like I've never felt before. Like when they're in Italy walking the cobblestone streets and Uh he literally blows the smoke in her face. I was like, what is happening here? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I just can't get enough. I can't get enough. Or like this past episode of Aaron Prop Rules with, with Sandoval. Sandoval. When he was like going at Katie and then he went in the back alley and he was like puffing. That was, was, that like, was, that was beautiful at work, I will that say. Was cinema. It was. It really was. I felt like we were in like some sort of drama. Like mm-hmm. he was in the back and he was like, you know, he looks with his mustache. I'm actually into his like face. I'm into the look he's giving us. Okay. He's like committed to this look. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do something for me like a Pete Davidson does. Right. That's another story for another time. <laughs> but when I saw him in like, you know, it just reminded me of my like restaurant days mm. when like the manager was like so stressed out and he would like just be ripping six in the back with like the line cooks. Like that's what Tom was giving us. That's amazing. I, I appreciate I, that. I also have been waiting for the Ana de Armas Ben Affleck movie to come out because that's the movie they like dated on. And they, I mean, early pandemic days, it was all Ben and, and Anna. And I've been walking waiting for them to dogs. have to, yeah, walking the dog, smoking cigarettes with his Dunkin' Donuts. And I've been waiting for that movie to come out and them to have to like promote it and maybe dodge one at least. Like, you know, someone like a, like a Hoda who is so beloved can throw in a question about like, totally, Jen or whatever, TV. try to work it in because she's friends with them and all that stuff. Yeah. So I've been waiting for that movie to come out to kind of bring this all back, like how crazy this like last year was with Ben Affleck. And I don't know where it is or even what it's called or anything, but like, where's this Anna Dharma's Ben Affleck movie? I need the movie. And I also, Ben loves to fall in love with a co-star. That's like his thing. Like Mm -hmm. Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Lopez, Anna. Like he loves, he loves that. Ben just likes to fall in love. I, (laughs) our little Boston boy, he just, he just wants love. He really does. He proposed to Jennifer at his house, his childhood home. Did he? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. I mean, like not recently, obviously. Right. In (laughs) In 2002. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on Meghan and Harry? They are polarizing. I get text messages from my mother. Dragging Megan. Oh, my mom hates Megan Markle. (laughs) No, hates. My mom's like, really, Megan? You didn't know what you were getting yourself into? I was like, oh my God. And they're like, my mom's always like, Princess Diana wouldn't have wanted this. (laughs) That's what my mom was like. Okay. Like, you didn't know her. Relax. Like, I have the be. I know, mom, you gave me your beautiful purple Diana beanie baby, but like, we don't know (laughs) what she would think. Um, No, I mean, I have so many feelings about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I, I'm one of the, I flop a lot because same, like I'll see a beautiful photo of them like at the wedding or like even in New York recently. And I'm like, oh my God, they are gorgeous. I mean, she is just so freaking beautiful. And they seem like in love, like genuinely happy. And that is my one takeaway always when I talk about them is end of the day, those two do love each other very much. Like you watch, like I was at Global Citizens when they were there in New York a few weeks ago. And like, even I wasn't even that close to them, but like you could feel it. Like they were like still giddy when he said wife and it feels real. Like I do believe that they're in love. However, you know, you watch like the Oprah interview and stuff and like I, there are inconsistencies in a lot of main stories. I, I, I don't take away from a lot. I'm sure she, the, being a royal does not seem fun. And I think the palace would have benefited from working with her to some degree. They would have been more mutually beneficial for each other versus this yeah. mess. But there were just inconsistencies in some of the stuff she said versus Harry two seconds later when he came out. You know, I do. She did want to be yeah. famous in London. She was friends with Piers Morgan. Like these we are things we can't ignore. Look- like shocked i remember during the interview when oprah was like megan said this yeah he was like what yeah 
Or like he would say like, oh, we did ask for help. And she was like, I wasn't allowed. Like there or like he would say he didn't ask for help because he felt like he couldn't. And she was like, I did. They said no. Like there were just things that didn't necessarily add up. That yeah. being said, the royal family has a lot of a lot of baggage and damage and dirty stuff going on. A lot of issues. I don't blame them for wanting to like get away mm -hmm. from it because I do think the press was like really, really hard on her. Yeah. Yeah. But also, so I was talking to my friend. He lived in London and he was like, the press is hard on everybody there. They, and they were hard on Kate, too. I mean, the race stuff makes it pretty... It's dark. Like, but. the press is hard on Love Island contestants. So much mm -hmm. so that, like, five Love Island yeah. contestants, they're no longer with us. Yeah. Dark. Yeah, real dark. Sorry to bring the bring the room <laughs> down. I'll bring it back up in a second. <laughs> but I don't... I, you know what I'm really not enjoying? I'm not enjoying this Kate and William rebrand. Yeah, it's coming on pretty strong. They're really trying to be Megan and Harry, and it's very odd. You know, it, it was really shocking to me to see the cover of People magazine this week be with his big ass face on it. Well, yeah, first of all, his 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 hair is just—it's really a it's tra like, tragedy it, in its own right. Just commit, just go, Jason Statham, just cut it. Totally, totally. Like, and he's but, looking the he's looking more like Charles. It's it's unfortunate. It really is. And if you watch the Prince that like crowned the the Gary Janetti HBO show, it's like hard to look at him and not see like that cartoon now. And even like all of them that way. But um, the cover was like about climate change and stuff, which is like it's interest. It's just bizarre to me that we're almost like. I don't know. It's totally fine, but that's not going to sell magazines. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm I'm interested why People Magazine like went with that, like giving him. That I don't know. And I know people's like they're they're more of a like a they're not less tabloidy sometimes. Like they will go into like real people stories and I get that. But even those are like kind of salacious and like this cover to be about climate change and giving them this thing. I'm just it's interesting to me where well, we're going with Will and Kate. Well, and I also find it to be like incredibly like when people such as Prince William or even like really like really affluent celebrities, mm -hmm. right? They like talk to us like like, babe, the Buckingham Palace hasn't gotten green. Right. No, no, no. Like, we're not putting solar panels on Buckingham Palace. Like, mm -hmm. stop acting like you're really doing something. Like, you're not. Yeah. You're no, really you're not. not doing anything. You still take private planes. You still do the most. They were spotted flying commercial this weekend, conveniently, as the uh, climate oh, change okay. is going. <laughs> exactly. It's just, like, annoying to me. It's, like, yeah. just be a real... It's, like, I'm, you know what? I love that people bring awareness to climate change. I think it's really important. But like, what are you actually doing? Yeah, I don't know. What are you doing, William? What are you doing, William? And even with Meghan and Harry, like, I think that there is something to be said for she's done a lot of really inc incredible things. But at the same time, it's like they just keep every other day. I feel like I get a press release that they're like joining like Goldman Sachs or like this. And I'm like, what, what are these business? Like, what is happening? I, that was their first. <laughs> A press event they did yeah. after they like moved to Canada, right? To, for privacy, then he got paid like a million dollars or something, and like right. did a did an event Thinking. where he was like talking to like finance pros. I was right. like, what the fuck is going on? So I confusing. Just, it's just you can't. Yeah, it's just so confusing. And here's the thing: I want to really love Megan, and Same. I really really like her. Like Same. I don't want anyone coming for me because it's happened before where I literally. Posted oh, yeah. on Meghan Markle one time, took a nap, woke up. I was being eviscerated on Twitter. Sam, the joke I made about them looking like the cover of Edward and Bella on the cover of Time magazine, oh. the, the Sussex stand account, I'm like, that wasn't even mean. Oh, like, the fan account? They'll fucking come for you. And they'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You're really going to add to this narrative? Narrative, like, yeah. I'm like, what? It's I was like, read, read usmagazine.com. We talk about how great Megan is all the freaking time. So don't tell me I'm adding to Yeah, us weekly team Megan. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just overall, like the Royals, we, but Kate, all the Royals do really well for us. It's very bizarre. Like, cause it's literally not even a thing that. in America, but, um, all of them do well. So we, and Megan, I mean, just in general, I think the way the press in the last 10 years has, we've changed our tone a little bit in a good way where it's like, you can cover something salacious if it's like fact-based, but we don't need to go out of your way to like twist the thing. Like with the, yeah. You know, who's really changed his tone is Mr. Perez Hilton. <laughs> Oh my God, did you watch Brittany Murphy? I did. That's why I thought about it. Let's yeah, talk about is- Brittany Murphy really quick. That was one of the saddest documentaries I've ever seen. I have more questions than answers though. Like what happened to Brittany Murphy? I don't know. They I were supposed truly, to tell me. <laughs> I truly think like she died of just like neglect. I think so too. I think he was like, I mean, this is all alleged, but I think Simon is obviously sketchy and he was like treating her a certain way, having her eat a certain thing, like kind of controlling her life to the point where when she did get pneumonia or whatever, like her body literally couldn't fight it. I don't know. It's just like, it was the saddest documentary ever. Like, it really was. Kathy and Jimmy in it, like she beats herself up so bad that like broke my heart. And if she was great, but also like if the closest person you can get to Britney is her King of the Hill animated co-star to talk about her, like did she, like I feel like they cut out so many people from her life. Like I would have done anything to have Ashton Kutcher be in that documentary. <gasps> when Kathy and Jimmy was like, we don't need to talk about Ashton. Yeah. I was like, no, was we, like, yes, do. we do. Yes, we do. Now we do. And because I remember that era so vividly. Like, mm-hmm. I remember Just Married. I remember Ashton and his trucker hats. Like, I remember them so, like, it's clear. Yeah. And I'm like, I need, I need, I need his words. I do too. And my last question before I let you go. Mm-hmm. You think Erica Jane knew? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I can't believe you didn't ask me about Jana Kramer, but. Um. Oh my God. No, now we got to talk about it. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I don't give a fuck what you think about Erica. <laughs> Tell me about Jana Kramer right fucking now. No, well, I just, because I, I, you and I agree on so many things and Jesse James Decker and like all of those things, like oh, it's God. true, but like, there's this thing that for, I don't know why the Us Weekly audience just loves them. And it up. And I can't, I can't lie. I click on it as well. I know. And I know you do because you're reacting to things. And I'm like, and I'm not shaming you because I do the same thing, but it's like, who would read I'm, that? And then it's like, here's my analysis. I'm part, of the I'm part of the problem. No, so am I. And it kills me. But no, Jana Kramer, it's one of those things that I literally was shocked when she actually filed for divorce just because we had been in this cycle with her for so long, as you know. And yeah. I actually was like a fan back in the day. Like I was a one tree yeah. I, yeah, I met Jana Kramer when I was in college, like, and got her signed my Wintry Hill DVD. Like, it was a concert, and I, like, went up to her, and I literally was a freak, and I told her how happy I was for her and my cost, and he was there. And I was like, enjoy the baby. Like, I said all these weird things. Like, they just had Jolie, and I was being a psycho. And then to have my trajectory be just, like, a year later, Us Weekly blow up their life and a marriage with sex addict cover, and then have me be covering her so closely. Like, I've never interviewed her. I'm like, I can't. It's too close. Like, I You're can't. Like, oh, God. You're like, I was that girl. Yeah, like, like I was a fan. Because like, I feel like you've said, you've admitted you were a fan of Jesse James Decker. I was a huge fan. Right. Eric and Jesse, game yeah. on. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Watch it every I- fucking minute. I was a fan of Jana and it's just like the, how the mighty have freaking fallen. Like I've had to listen to that podcast for work many a time. And even last week, her and Tori Spelling, who is, you know, another queen of messy queen of mine, we're talking, she was like, I don't, Jana had the audacity to say, I don't write on Instagram for us weekly to pick it up. I write it for myself and to get it out there. And I'm like, Oh really? You don't like delete wife from your Instagram bio for people to notice. You don't like make these sketchy yeah. captions. You don't archive photos of Mike and then celebrate New Year's again like a month later. Like these are all things you're doing on purpose, and that's fine. But don't you dare pretend like you're not doing it on purpose. It drives me fucking nuts. It drives me nuts because they, her and Jesse, are like the same 
person to me. Like they do yeah. the same shit just differently. Mm-hmm. Like Jesse capitalizes on the fact her marriage is like so sex filled and like yeah. so hot for each other. And <laughs> oh my God, Diddy just, just captured this photo of us just hanging out in the kitchen. It's like, yeah. you guys are dry humping. I don't <laughs> fucking think so. That was set up on self timer and on top of your toaster. Mm-hmm. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. Uh, that shit drives. See, I get like real heated. I, I love it. My producer always tells me to turn my mic down. I sound like <laughs> a fucking lunatic. <laughs> but with Jana, it's like the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Where she's just like, I got to capitalize off the fact that my marriage is a shit, right? Whole mm-hmm. and Mike is a sex addict and he cheats on me, and I found tits on his phone. Like, yeah, I, it's wild. And but then they also want to be like relatable. Right. Like, oh, I shop at Target for my kids. It's like, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see where Jana and honestly where Mike Cosson goes from here because he wasn't allowed to have social media because like she like when they broke up the first time, like before well, he's, on, had, he's on Bumble. No. Oh, I've seen his profile. Trust people, me. It's been, yeah, it's been sent to me. me. Yeah. And he, he it was presented to me. And like they yeah. were all out. Like I had, we had a, we had a Nashville spy. See Jana and Mike and Jay like all at the same thing and like her like Jay like they like interacted like Jay and Jana are, are no more but like Shocking. I know but they really were for like two weeks like all over Nashville like, they were at every opening of everything and it's like so you are trying to hide it's just these people drive me nuts because they're so hypocritical and whatever I but the Nash villains like they're just they demons. really are like because they, really they want to be famous but they're not going to make the move to LA mm-hmm. but they want like Jay and Jana I'm sure that they were a real couple per se right in the sense of like we're gonna go out and we're gonna make it we're gonna get people talking yeah like duh yeah I just couldn't believe it wasn't like an accidental Instagram live of Jolie like recording them or something like I know that's what like, I was waiting oh, yeah, for mommy is so happy <laughs> yeah. yeah no that she drives me crazy Teffy hello Teffy she's so funny on TikTok and Instagram she mm-hmm. came to me last night a, an Instagram story and it was like this story cannot be shared or viewed or something and I was like I can't see that and she goes did Jesse James Docker Jesse James Decker block you and I was like only from her Instagram stories oh so you can see her profile but I not can her see her profile I can still see her post which to me is funny because that like I'm all for a good block like yeah. if you don't fuck with people block them I don't care but to block someone from your Instagram stories is so effort. much effort. Yeah. <laughs> and it effort. just like, it killed me. I was like, because she wants you to maybe see that, 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 that engagement from an ad or something like mm-hmm. on the, on the feed. Like that, yeah. that's an interesting choice by Jesse. I wonder how she came to that conclusion. I would love to ask her one day. The only people who have me blocked that I know mm-hmm. are Claire Crawley and Nikki Farrell, AKA Juan Pablo is both top two from the bachelor. Claire <laughs> Claire even worked at us weekly. Yeah. Claire had me blocked. I don't know when, but when she, she was announced as the bachelor, I was looking her up to try to see how many Instagram followers she had. And I was like, Oh my God, a bachelor with no Instagram. Like how crazy. And my cousin who was sitting next to me, she goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my God. Oh, blocked. Yeah. Blocked. I think I was a little harsh during one of the paradise stints about her talking to a raccoon. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> Claire. Tamara Judge blocked me back in the day. Like she was like my second block. Vicky was obviously my first. Obviously. Vicky blocks everybody. And then Jax yeah. was my third. Jax doesn't have me blocked and I'm actually shocked by it, but it's fine. I'm blown away. Mm-hmm. It's an honor, but, I guess. Um, yeah, he's blocked me. Don't worry. Still got him on my personal. <laughs> That's the best part. They think that like they're actually keeping Yeah, you I'm like, mm, I guess I'll see everything that you're doing. Yeah, Bravo historian is watching. Then he was recently close by. Oh, right. Yeah, I felt the wind change and like the animals like scattered when the plane landed. It was very weird. Did you see cameras? Are they really filming a new show? No, he was with his sister in a pumpkin patch. There was no fucking cameras. Like that <laughs> shit drives me crazy. What do you feel about Demois? 
Oh, I mean, you oh, have like God. a love date. Yeah, I do because obviously, like I love gossip. That's the reason I'm am who I am. That's great. Right. Yeah. Like, and I can't, sometimes they're right and it's crazier. They'll get like, but then it's like, there was even a picture on Dumas this weekend of Claire and Dale, quote unquote, on a plane. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Claire or Dale. Like it was just a blonde girl and a, and a black man sitting next to each other on a plane. Sometimes it's like a little fuzzy. Yeah. And it's just frustrating yeah. because people will take everything like for a word. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can read usmagazine.com and take everything as a fact. Like, you know what? Whatever. I love that you call it usmagazine.com. Well, that that's the website. You know, it's Us Weekly, but that's the website. And I don't do anything that's with the print. So I like, yeah. it's kind of, I like to establish usmagazine.com. I love that. And again, I stand by it, obviously. But like, I get people questioning it. But then why can't we question Dumont? Like, it's it's just frustrating that it's like people take this as fact. It's like this weird cult. Like one time I posted like something, like page six was like, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz are together. And like, people were saying like, Dumas said this already. I'm like, I don't yeah, follow it. Dumas posts 300 times a day. What do you want yeah. from my life? Like, and Dumas I, probably said Channing Tatum was dating five other people too. So they got one right. Like, it's not fair. I'm like, if you're shooting, you know, you're going to hit something. Right. right? It's like, like when the cover of, you know, whatever says that Meghan Markle's pregnant every month and then one month she actually is. Like, that doesn't mean you like, were right. You knew. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, we nailed it. It's like it's the same well, thing. It drives me nuts. It, it keep, it's making it hard also just like, not to complain, but it's like, it's a weird way to do our job now because we read it obviously. And you, but you wait, you realize you're like wasting time and like running, putting your energy into things that aren't like dead ends, but yeah. you don't want to ignore it. Like if it is real, you, you want to get to the bottom of it. And it's like a lot yeah. of extra time. There's always been tips and stuff, but like people take it as fact. So it's a whole other ball game. The life of a hard hitting journalist. <laughs> yeah. Poor me. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just, you get to gossip all day. Your life is horrible. It's hard, you guys. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, this was so much fun. I love talking to you. Tell Thank everybody you. where they can find you. Read oh my God. your stuff. I'm at Sarah Heron on Instagram. And you can listen to Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast if you care about The Bachelor at all. It's a combination of interviews with Bachelor people and recaps that sometimes I do with Bachelor alum. Sometimes I go solo. It really just depends on the week. Oh, we have by the seat of our pants over here. Oh, yeah. I love I love listening to your solo episodes. I think you're so funny. And also Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast comes out every Thursday if you want more takes about just the news of the week. I'm on that almost every week also. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. This was so fun. I loved Thank having you, you on. Like I said, you're a frontline worker. I mean, that, I'm really gonna take I'm gonna like send that clip to my mom. Yeah, like, that, mom. <laughs> yeah, I do important work. This this awesome Instagram influencer Bravo historian who I met at BravoCon and like stalked <laughs> ever since on Instagram thinks I'm a frontline worker. We were at Kelly Dodd's engagement party together. Oh my god, yes, we were at Kelly Dodd's engagement. That's a whole other story. That was a moment. That was a moment. She had the scariest people working for her then. Oh god, and Bronwyn yeah. was. Bronwyn was being Bronwyn. <laughs> Bronwyn was being Bronwyn. Um, all right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you check out Sarah's podcast, her Instagram. She's full of, again, she's a frontline worker in gossip. And then of course, check out the other dip podcast. There's TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, and you can use code HOTM to get 20% off at thedip.com. And I will see you guys soon. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. 
for the harm to the people we love and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 